All right, let me tell you about Built Bar. Uh, if you're the same way I am, you like a good snack throughout the day, but you also want to have something that is not destroying your plans to eat healthy. And I can tell you from personal experience, you want Built Bars. My, my wife tried to get me to eat these things for a while, and I always refused because they're healthy. Ick. But then there was nothing left in the house and she was gone. And so I tried it. 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, 17 grams of uh, protein. I read the whole thing and I'm like, oh, this is going to suck. Open it up. It's made with real chocolate. It tastes like a candy bar. It's delicious. If you've got if you're trying to you know lose weight, stay healthy, the greatest snack ever is built. Go to built.com. Try one of their many, many flavors. Uh, you're going to find a favorite. I already have my favorite. The coconut chocolate is unbelievable. The mint brownie is also unbelievable. It's Just try them. Try a, a full pack of all of the different ones. Find your, your favorites. Built.com. 15% off your order if you use Beck 15. Built.com. My dad always told me, it's not what happens to you in life, it's what you do with it. And he said something to me when I was very small and said it over and over and over again until, you know, you just be like, I got it. He would always say to me, there is no bad. Why are you judging that as something bad? Why can't you find the things that are going to come out of that that are really, really good? And it is really, I mean, it took me a few years. I had to go through alcoholism and everything else to get there. But once you get there and you realize everything happens for a reason and there is no real bad. It's just what we do with it and how we accept it. That your world changes. I want to talk to you. Uh, about a, a new book that is out by an Israel expert who has written a, 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 it's a thriller, but it includes prophecy of the end times. And I want you to hear what he says because he says we're reading prophecy all wrong and we're missing the point. I think he might be right. We talk to him in 60 seconds. So Annette just uh, wrote in to me and she said, Glenn, I ordered the Quick Start program from Relief Factor and I was completely, underlined, capital letters, out of pain in a week. I was suffering from knee and foot pain and I have had a lot of trouble walking, but I don't anymore. I've been taking it for months now and I can feel the difference if I miss a dose. Thank you so much. Thank you for Relief Factor. 
Relief Factor was created by doctors to help reduce the body's inflammation, and that is our major source of pain. And it has four key ingredients that attack it from four different ways. That's why this, you might think, you know, this is not going to work for me, which I thought. But because it attacks your pain four different directions, it covers most people. 70% of the people try it, go on to order more month after month. Try their three-week quick start just like Annette did. It's a dollar a day. It's a trial pack. You take it breakfast, lunch, and dinner three times a day. You take it for three weeks. If you see any difference, it's going to work for you. If you don't see any difference in three weeks, most likely it's not. You're part of the 30% that it doesn't work. But 70% of the people get their life back. Call 1-800-4-RELIEF. 1-800, the number 4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. All right. I want to... uh I want to bring on the phone the founder and president of Behold Israel. His name is Amir Sufati. Do I have that right, Amir? Almost. Yeah, most wait, people wait, wait. get it wrong. Wait, wait, let me try it again. Sufati. Amir Sufati. Correct. Correct. You got uh, it right. <laughs> it only took a second time. Uh, so thank you so much for being on uh, the program. Uh, I have not read your book yet, but I have talked to friends who have, and it is on my list of books to read, because they they have all said to me, you have a, an amazing perspective and a different perspective when you're looking at, um, you know, Bible prophecy. And you say, we are the luckiest generation to live since the time of Christ. Absolutely. Absolutely. I believe that. We are not only the luckiest, we are the greatest generation. Now, I know that that term reserved to veterans of World War II for what they did, but I'm talking about being the greatest generation in, in, by ways of looking at what God is doing. Never in the history since the first century, a generation witnessed so many Bible prophecies being fulfilled as our generation is. And, and when, I, when I wrote this book, together with my friend Steve Young, this book is a, a picture of what is going on in the Middle East, but it's also a picture of a, a, the faithfulness of God to His Word and His promises. You know, I, I actually mentioned a drone attack on, on uh, the Burj Khalifa. I mm. mentioned that in my book, and this is the talk right now all over the news. No, from the side of the Houthis, by the way. And the reason why I think that it's important is because the Bible gives us tools to understand the geopolitical situation in the Middle East, but also to understand what is really going on all around the world. See, I'm not surprised by any of those things that are happening now, because I believe in Bible prophecy. I come from a nonprofit organization. I'm not a prophet. I don't know by my own wisdom. I know just by, by looking at what God said, sometimes 2,600 years ago, sometimes 2,000 years ago, but he, it's all written for us not to scare, mm -hmm. but to prepare. Okay, so let me go into you a, a bit, um, because you, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you were in an orphanage for a while, and then as a teenager, you just became very depressed and wanted to end your own life. What happened? 
Well, so I, I, I looked at my life and I had no hope in my life. I had uh, I did not grow up with my own parents. I grew up in foster homes. I was abused in every possible way. I did not see hope in my life. I did not see kindness. I did not see goodness in this world. And then I remember um, I studied together for the final exams in high school with a friend of mine who, whom I found to be a Jew who believes in the Old and the New Testament, a Messianic Jew, a Jewish believer in Yeshua and Jesus. And I started asking questions because, you know, for me, it's very odd. It's very, you know, right. Jews don't believe in Jesus. That's, that's, that's it. And then they started sharing with me, but they did not even share a single verse from the New Testament. Nothing. That was like a taboo. I'm not going there. So I started reading the books of Isaiah and Jeremiah and Micah and, 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 and all of them. And I could not believe that I can see, I mean, literally, I could see everything that the New Testament later on said already there in the Old Testament. And I realized that there, God provided 2,000 years ago for me not only a way to, uh, to, to have peace with him. I mean, that's one of the names of Jesus is Prince of Peace, Sal Shalom in Hebrew. There is no more war between us and God. There is no more animosity. He broke that. Now there is the gospel of peace because of what he did on the cross, and he paid for my sins. And I'm no longer having that uh, disconnection that Isaiah describes that our sins cause between men and God. And that's it. And and I got kicked out of the house because of that, by the way. I got back home. I said, Hey, I found the Messiah, Isaiah 53. Read the whole chapter. It's all about Jesus. They kicked me out <laughs> because, no. uh, you know, Jews should not do that. Yeah? Right. And so, yeah. You know, it's, a, it's amazing because I think that the world is, is developing its own religion now. And it is a, it is a religion where there is no forgiveness. Um, you know, it's cancel culture. It's all of the stuff that's happening right now. And it is such a, if you will use the term, an antichrist message that because it offers no peace ever. There Mm -hmm. is no forgiveness. There's no forgiveness of others, no forgiveness of the mistakes of the Mm -hmm. past that you made or past generations. You're still responsible for them. And it it is causing all kinds of issues right now as we go away from that. We, we are watching the rise of an, a one-world religion. It doesn't anymore matter where you're coming for, from. They are telling you always leads to God, and then they're telling you there is no absolute truth. I mean, everything, I mean it's, everything can be true, and, but by doing so, it's exactly what you say. They cancel culture, and don't, it's not just culture. They cancel God's word. They're saying God there's many gods. It's, it's, there's only, not only one. In fact, man has the right to do what God normally does. We will choose who we are. We will choose the sex we have. We will choose this type of uh, family that, uh, you know, will be. We will choose how, to, how we govern. We will choose what blessings should come from hard work and what shouldn't. Look, America, it's funny. America was founded as uh, as an Israeli, I can look at it, and I always saw this God, prosperity, and blessing, and happiness. Mm-hmm. People were happy that they were prospered, but they also saw it as a blessing from God. 
what we see today is the rise of a new culture that just says there is no God, you shouldn't be happy, you shouldn't be happy, be angry, go out to the street, burn the street, and you shouldn't prosper because that means you steal from others. And when you, when you take all three of them and you cancel them, and that's it, it's, America is changing, not only America, Europe is changing, the world is changing, even my own country, there's a government of change, that's how they call it, it's progressive, liberal, and it, it, we, are the, we are the weakest we've ever been right now, and it's very terrifying to see. I see what you have in your country, reflecting also on ours and on other places, but the new religion leaves Jesus out. And it basically sanctifies men as God and always leads to God. And, and that's it. And I, it's, it's scary. I will tell you that I, I really, it cemented in my mind that this is the new global religion. Uh, when Notre Dame came out and said, we are uh, redesigning Notre Dame to, have, to be a temple for the earth and a temple for social justice. Uh, exactly. it, was, it was very clear that, that this is a religion. Exactly. It is a religion. We're, look, we're seeing a convergence of three things that are happening in the world. And by the way, that's why Bible prophecy is so relevant, because it predicted all of that. We're watching three things. We're watching the attempt to bring a one-world government, and that's the globalization and the Great attempt reset. to cancel government. Yes. The Great Reset is not just on government, it's on financials yeah. and it's on religion, exactly. And so we're watching all of that happening. And now my question is, okay, what are we doing with it? Because uh, biblically, it has to happen. Not has to happen because it's great, because it's good. It's because God could see it happening. You see, people don't understand that God is above time. It's almost like we watch a parade from a curbside, but God watches it from above. He sees the entire parade. We only see a section at a time. And so <clears throat> whatever we see today is something God saw already. And this is why prophecy is so important, because prophecy is giving us the entire picture <clears throat> of past, present, and future. I remember the two disciples that walked to the... On, on the road to Emmaus in Matthew 25, Jesus just resurrected from the dead. The tomb is empty, and two of his disciples are walking angry, sad, confused, embarrassed. And Jesus joins them and says, what is it that you're talking about that you're so sad? And it's Jesus resurrected. And they tell him all the bad things that happened that weekend. And he called his own disciples Oh, foolish ones and slow of heart to believe that which the prophets have said. Ought not the Messiah to have suffered all of these things? In other words, Jesus said, if you only believe, not just read in the synagogue, if you believed that which the prophets have said, you would have understood that I had to die for you. This is exactly what Isaiah 53 is all about. You would have understood that I am to resurrect because Isaiah predicted my resurrection. You would have understood that that was the price that had to be paid. There is no first coming Messiah to reign and rule over sinful people, and that's it. Let's party. <laughs> Someone <laughs> had to pay the price. Right. 
poor as we are saying. And that is what I see today. People are angry, confused. They are embarrassed, but they fail to see the full picture. God is in full control of okay. everything. Hang on just a second. I want to take a one minute break. We're going to come back. The name of the book, it's a thriller, but it includes a, a, a lot of this and shows you what's coming. Operation Yokton, Operation Yokton, uh, and we'll be back with its author in just a second. So if you want world-class skin care, you want to get a one-of-a-kind base that absorbs easily into your skin to target those under-eye bags, the puffiness, the forehead wrinkles, the laugh lines, the dark circles, and even a sagging jawline. So how do you get that? Well, you get GenuCell. GenuCell has a formulation that a pharmacist put together to deliver scientifically researched ingredients to the areas that you want to look most young. Uh, and with GenuCell's immediate effects, you see results in 12 hours guaranteed. GenuCell promises results that you'll fall in love with every time you look in the mirror or you'll get 100% of your money back. So there's no risk here. Now's the time to give GenuCell a try and see the same life-changing results that millions across the country are seeing. And as part of GenuCell's early Valentine's Day sale, get this done early, uh, get their most popular package for over 60% off right now at GenuCell.com. It's GenuCell.com. If you enter the promo code BEC35, you'll get an extra 35 bucks off. Plus, visit GenuCell.com now and select your complimentary gift at checkout. It's GenuCell.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. 10, 10 seconds. seconds. Station ID. Amir Safati is the author of Operation Yokton. Uh, and I, I wanted to get into a little bit of what you what you think, where we are. I find it uh, fascinating and true that at the time of Christ, all kinds of prophecies were being filled for fulfilled. And we have seen them in dribs and drabs. Um, but right now, all kinds of stuff are, hap- are happening. And you say we're not only missing them, but we're missing uh the right way to look at them and i think we've just done the right way to look at them it's good stuff is coming good stuff is coming the beginning of a new world uh what are you seeing that is being fulfilled so rapidly well first of all most of bible prophecy is uh, talking about the area where i'm from in the middle east you know in fact bible prophecy is not about nations in, in their relations between themselves. It's about nations and their relations to Israel, the people, or the land. So in order to understand fulfillment of Bible prophecy, we have to uh, zoom out of America, mm-hmm. fly all the way to the Middle East, zoom in and look at what is going on there. Now, our generation is seeing fulfillment of Ezekiel in chapter 36 and 37, and we're on the verge of chapter 30. We're watching the rebirth of Israel, which is something no one can explain in in earthly explanation. This is uh, definitely the work of God. Even Israelis don't have a way to explain that. I mean, we're we're a country almost 74 years old, surrounded by enemies all around. Even the Yemenite Houthis are saying today that they're thinking about start sending ballistic missiles towards Israel also. Mm. There's always someone around there that wants to destroy us. But God, and that's 
that it but God. God rescued us from the ashes of the Holocaust. He brought us physically to the land, and he revived the land that was dead for 2,000 years. He revived the language that was forgotten for 2,000 years. And he connected the people with the land again, just as he said. And now we're watching Israel on the verge of another big war. A war that will, and that is exactly what Ezekiel in chapter 38 talks about, a, a war that now will be with Rosh, which is Russia, with Gomer and Togama, which is Turkey of today, and Iran, Persia. The Bible told us all about that. And I'm looking at these three world leaders yep. meeting about Syria yet eyeing Israel and our mm-hmm. gas that we just found. It is, it, it is a remarkable thing to see that, if you know what those ancient lands are now today. The first time there's ever been a treaty between the three of them, meetings between the three Absolutely. of them. Absolutely, um, because they hate each other. And you also, you also have um, the Ukraine could be working towards God's advantage, because every time there is some big event like a war, like in Ukraine, you will see an influx of Jews into Israel like never before. That's true. You're, you're, you're right. And in fact, the Israelis are now working on, on getting as many Jews from the Ukraine as possible. But the thing is, I want to zoom out even, even, even more to look at the, at the superpowers around the world right now. Because the Middle East has always, always been dominated by some superpower, some empire. And it's no secret that America was our biggest ally uh, over the last 50 years. There's no doubt. But um, there's a huge difference between 45th and 46th right now. And we're watching it. And it also, in a way, plays into Bible prophecy. And why am I saying that? According to the Bible, Jerusalem has to come back to our hands. There's no doubt because Messiah has to come back to the Jewish people, to Jerusalem, the Antichrist wants to build a, the temple in Jerusalem and to declare himself as God over the, and now Israel must be back in the land and the temple has to be rebuilt. Okay, so President Trump declared Jerusalem as the capital of Israel like no other president before. He not only did that, he moved the embassy to Jerusalem and by that he put an end to this charade of where the embassy of the superpower of the world is going to be. Stand by just a second. More on this, the superpowers of the world, and also how Joe Biden and Donald Trump seem to be playing right in to prophecy. We'll continue our conversation here in just a couple of minutes. Stand by. The name of the book is Operation Yokton. You can also follow uh, Amir on his website at BeholdIsrael.org. BeholdIsrael.org. Follow him on, Twitter, on Instagram at BeholdIsrael. The Glenn Back Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, uh, as I promised yesterday, we are going to be talking here in about a half an hour about uh, what's coming financially uh, and what the elites of the world are planning for, and it's going to play in a very important role in your life, and you just need to be prepared for it. Uh, American financing is a way for you to make sure that you are not going to get behind the eight ball with your credit card debt, probably already in double digits uh, on your interest payments for the credit card, uh, but also to make sure that you're paying the lowest possible mortgage. And now is the time. These rates are going up and they're going to go up. Uh, You could skip at least two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. 
but just by calling American Financing and find out how much money can you guys save me? Can you help me on a new mortgage, a refi, or refinancing my current mortgage? It's American Financing, 800-906-2440. Put yourself, build your house on the rock. 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn is the place to go to get your subscription to Blaze TV. Use the promo code Glenn and you'll save 10 bucks. I think my good friend uh, Billy Hollowell at Faithwire, to, uh, who brought our guest to my attention, Amir Sufati. Uh, he is the founder and president of Behold Israel. He's written a book called Operation Yokton, uh, and we were just talking about uh, the significance of Donald Trump uh, declaring the capital of Israel, Jerusalem. And how that plays, and so does Joe Biden, plays a role in the future, you think? Yes, I believe so. But be, uh, let me just say one last thing about President Trump. Because uh, a lot of people tend to ridicule him as, as someone who, who is not, uh, I don't know, intellectual enough or yeah. smart enough for the political work. I think he's by far the most brilliant president I've ever seen sitting in the White House. And I tell you why, from an Israeli perspective, he could see what's going on with Russia right now. He could see that Russia will threaten the energy supply into Europe. And he already worked hard that the Israelis will extract their gas and have a, another alternative gas pipe to Europe. And, and as of yesterday, we learned that the current administration is against that alternative gas pipe. Mm. Now, why, <laughs> we have the East Mediterranean pipe. Mm. Germany wanted to have another one with Russia, the Nord Stream 2, which unfortunately the Biden administration uh, agreed to. And now we see that Russia becomes once again the major player in not only what's going on in the Middle East, but in what's going on in Europe. And now I'm moving to the role of uh, President Biden, I believe. Because, look, again, I have to remind you that Bible prophecy is about what is going on in the Middle East. In, and, and we see that the only way Russia could pose a threat to Israel together with Iran and Turkey is when there is someone weak in the White House. And what we see today is exactly happening. We see that um, in the White House, there is someone that is no longer seeing Israel as the greatest ally in the Middle East, that is no longer interested in helping um, the, uh, the, the greatest ally that they have in the Middle East. We are seeing that they don't think ahead like 45th did. They don't think ahead. They're just managing crisis one after the other. And now we are at the point where, like, like never before in the last 20 years, Russia is gaining strength and is scaring once again, we're back to the Cold War, where all the countries that were added to NATO after 97 are scared because Russia is demanding all of them to be out of NATO. Any country that was added after 97 should be out. Russia put a paper of demands on the table. And if America is not going to comply, Russia is going to make the move. And everybody knows that they're ready. And so we so what I'm trying to say, when there's a, when there's a, a strong person in the Oval Office, we can see that things are moving in the Middle East in that positive way. 
And not only that we see that Jerusalem is back, our capital, you know, legitimately uh, also in an international way, but also we see peace between Israel and Gulf states and a warmer relationship between Israel and the Saudi Arabians, which is, by, by the way, prophetically um, uh, prescribed. The Bible says in the same Ezekiel 38 that Sheba and Dedan, which is the biblical name of Saudi and the Gulf states, will actually protest the coming attack of Russia, Iran, and Turkey on Israel. Can you imagine? Wow. Arab Muslim states are protesting the attack on Israel. And this is the work of uh, President Trump. God used him to bring, to reshape the Middle East in ways we've never seen before. And now, at the same time, we're watching this progressive, liberal, demonic at attack on the whole world, changing everything and changing also the, the way the White House is handling itself when it comes to Israel and the Middle East. Everybody saw what happened in Afghanistan. It emboldened every terrorist organization, every regime that, wants, that is, is power hungry. It emboldened them. And we are watching the result. What we see now in January of 2022 goes back to August of 2021. So let me, and, uh, yeah, let me, I have two questions and we've got about five minutes. Um, so let me, let me ask you this question first. You know, a lot of people say America's not in the uh, biblical prophecy, and I completely, I, I could buy that. Uh, but I have been wondering recently if we're not the great whore of Babylon, we're not the one who sold out everything we believed and just became the whore of the earth. Yeah. Well, look, America is not, you're right, America is not mentioned per se in, 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 in uh, the Bible, but as we just saw, without America, God is using every empire, every oh, yeah. superpower around the world. So without America, things that I just talked about could have not happened. Now, I believe that when it comes to mystery Babylon that the, the, uh, the, the book of Revelation refers to, this is more of a system that is now being created in the world that at this point is led by America, but uh, America, I don't have uh, great news about your economy and about your growth, you just in the previous segment talked about that growth, yeah. um, that America will not stay the leader of all of this uh, for, for, uh, for the rest of uh, the history. We're talking about America now leading it, but then the Europe will take the baton and continue. We are mm -hmm. watching a system. It's a system that is, that is completely ousting God and Christ out of the picture and will be um, uh, indulging on 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 compliance of people. Yep, um, it's, it is yeah, the well, great reset, and it's the only way I can absolutely. describe it. So let me so, so let me ask you the second question. I have I have always looked at um, uh, God's plan, and as you see it unfold, usually after you're like, "Wow, look at the way He was working." Uh, Billy Graham was a friend of mine, and he used to say, uh, you know, what God's doing, nobody knows. And in the end, you'll see his you'll see this mosaic from all over the world. And you'll be like, only God could have done that. Um, but I also feel as though <clears throat> if I were a Jewish person in 1939 and somebody came to me and said, hey, but you know what? By 1947, Israel. I would be like, yeah, but I have to get from there to here or from here to there. That's not fun. How do you keep a it's positive? 
how do you keep a positive outlook on the times that we may be facing? Well, you see, I believe that uh, until we, the Lord comes and takes us out of this place, uh, we need to occupy. That's what he said. Until I come, occupy. We, are, we should be, if we believe in him, we should be agents of righteousness. We should fight um, everything that has to do with you know, the, biblical, uh, the biblical aspects of our life. We should never, ever settle with things that are not biblical, but we should also remember, we should also remember there are things that are to happen. You cannot change it. God sent us like an attachment in an email, prophecy, in order for us to understand what is going to happen. And because we know what is going to happen, we're not surprised, and we are getting prepared. We're getting prepared by ways of how we raise our children. We're getting prepared by how we handle ourselves. Look, money is nice. Work is nice. Prosperity is nice. But what about your soul? What about, what about, what about you? Are you ready to meet your Savior? Are you there ready to be out of here when, when he comes to take us? Are you ready to, do you, can you say that you live now life that is ready for him? And that's the question, because, you know, we can fight many fights, but the most important fight that I think matters the most is our own life and the way not only we conduct our life, the way we conduct the life as a family, and that will project us as a society, as a nation. And I think that the more we want to leave God out and the more we fight things that are not all the things of God, the less we find strength and energy to do the things that matters the most. And, and so, uh, look, every Jew who survived the Holocaust, look back and understand that the Holocaust was inevitable. The Holocaust was inevitable because we, we were talking about uh, things that progressed and, and, and happened, and, and that was the evil of the evil side of mankind that uh, you know always always was there. And by the way, the attempt to destroy Israel has been there from the moment they left Egypt, mm-hmm. all the way until now. And even now, the only country that people wants to destroy and openly say that and vow to do so is Israel. But again, look back and see what God did against all odds. We're now one of the strongest nations in the world, one of the strongest economy. We are the fourth country that landed a vehicle on the moon. We are leading in so many things. Why? Because God has the final say. God has the last word. And you can fight against Israel as much as you want. You'll end up fighting against God. And I, 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 always, tell, I always tell people, even when Babylon was allowed to take the Jews to exile, 70 years later, God judged them for it. So don't ever think that, you know, if God is allowing something to happen, he's not going to judge you for the evil intention that you had when you did it. And so this is, we, we need to stand before God every day and, and look at our own life and make sure that we remain agents of righteousness and, and do the things, not in the eyes of the world, but in the eyes of God, do the things that matters the most. And America... America is not going to go back to what it used to be. We all know that. But America is in a great fight right now 
to at least keep God in the picture, to at least remain, you know, a, a country that will continue to, to, to show the light of God around the world. And unfortunately, as I said in the very beginning, what we see now is the elements of progressive liberal mindset trying to kick God out of the question, blame you for your prosperity, and even accuse you for not have, telling you that you don't even have the right to have happiness. Amir, and, um, Amir Amir Safati, the founder and president of Behold Israel, beholdisrael.org, and on Instagram, Behold Israel. He has written a new fiction book that uh, was written for people who don't normally would pick up a Christian book or whatever. Um, But it it talks about the days in which we're in. Uh, It's called Operation Yokton. Operation Yokton. Amir, thank you so much. God bless. Thank you, Glenn. You bet. Bye-bye. All right. As a conservative person who cares about where my money goes and find doing doing business with companies like uh, Patriot Mobile is a no brainer. I would like to recommend that you do the same. Join Patriot Mobile. Seriously. Sign up now. Uh, Make the switch. These big companies are selling your children into slavery. They are selling them into this new Great Reset. I've got some information for you next hour that came out yesterday that is just terrifying if you understand the Great Reset. We've got to start to stand together. So I want you to switch now to a company that stands and is fighting with their own money, the profit that they make. They're taking a large percentage of that profit and they are putting it into the fight and they're actually in the fight, not just financially. They believe in the same things you do, and they give you great cell service, same cell towers, better, uh, uh, better prices. You could save half on your uh, cell service. There's no reason why you wouldn't do this. In fact, every reason you should. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. 972-PATRIOT. Use the offer code Beck and you get free activation. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or 972-PATRIOT. Switch now. The Glenn Beck Program. Hello and welcome to the uh, program. I want to uh, share with you next hour a piece of news of what the IMF and the World Economic Forum and all the central banks think uh, is a real possibility of what is coming over the horizon. They just did a war game on it, uh, and it is important for you to see it. We have been talking for the last couple of weeks about the Great Reset. It is absolutely vital that you understand what it is. I had no idea that our guest here a few minutes ago even knew about the Great Reset. For him to pretty much come out and say that that is the organization that the Antichrist will come out of is kind of uh, shocking uh, to me. Um, but it is, I mean, it is so, it, it, it contains everything in the Great Reset that you would require if you were, you know, if you were like, Hey, I, uh, I'm, just, I'm just looking for some place to sit down and rest my head, you know, and rule. It, it does have all of that. I, I'm not responding to Satan, okay. if that's what you're asking. <laughs> all right. Um, but uh, it is something that we can uh, stop if 
we educate ourselves on what it is and we know how there's a story that came out from the kellogg chairman the, the yes the serial people the guy who's like i don't know if that tony the tiger cereal box is fun enough that guy he has just come out um, and he wrote this. As we enter 2022, I'm energized about the year ahead. One topic I think will continue to grow in importance is the conversation and work driving environmental, social and governance or ESG. It's not just the flavor of the month or a box to check. Consumers and employees and other stakeholders passionately believe in it and they want to support and work for companies that are just as passionate about making an impact with ESG. ESG. Okay, do you know anyone who even really knows what ESG is, let alone a bunch of consumers who are like passionate, like, I gotta get my breakfast cereal from somebody who's really <laughs> leading ESG. I don't know anybody. Anybody. This is how deep this has already gotten. And this this whole letter that he wrote is just a message, not to the shareholders, not to you, but the, quote, stakeholders, the government and the financial world saying, hey, Kellogg's is right there with you. We're, we're, we're good. We're, we're doing ESG, too. Invest in us because we're one of the good guys. That's exactly what this is. And quite honestly, we have to start making it uncomfortable for these companies to at least come out and say, yeah, we think that's great. Hey, isn't that what Tony the Tiger says? ESG, it's not great. The Glenn Beck Program. <laughs>